Welcome to the Your Life in Balance podcast, hosted by me, Sean Finnegan, and my co-host, Josh Dieter, where it is our job to find out how individuals within our community lead a healthy and balanced life. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of Your Life in Balance. We are joined in this episode by none other than Chris Burke. This episode took place in the middle of the quarantine, right in the middle of the shutdown. Um, And Chris, Josh, and myself, we just dive into what life is like, the goods, the bads, the silver linings, a lot of good perspective from Chris, as always. So it was a really enjoyable conversation. Um, As always, folks, our podcast is brought to you by CrossFit Symmetry, where it is their job to help you live a more functional life. So go check them out at crossfitsymmetry.com or on Instagram at crossfitsymmetry and please be functional. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode with Chris Burke. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of Your Life in Balance. We are joined here by Chris Burke, a little quarantine edition today, so should be a fun one. Um, As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Josh Dieter. And uh, as this whole thing unfolded, Chris, we're talking maybe mid-March. I know for Symmetry, it was March 13th, we shut down. Um, As restaurants are closing, schools closing, um, people are at home more and more. What's kind of going through your head at that time? Uh, That's a great question. Uh, And I've thought about this a handful of times since we started. Um, It it was whiplash is is what it was. I remember like going through that week, uh, Erica and I, my wife, um, we have a Dunkin' Donuts date every, every now and again in the morning before we head off to work. And I believe it was the Tuesday um, before like things started shutting down. And it went from, we were kind of talking about just educating ourselves a little bit more about the virus and what that could happen. And then by uh, Thursday evening, we were talking uh, actually, Wednesday evening, we were talking with our children about um, what, hey, you know, th- we could have a little shutdown in school here. By Thursday evening, Erica's school was closed on Friday. Mine was going to be closing on Monday for the foreseeable future. And that was uh, just an amazingly like fast turnaround from um, fair ignorance on the topic to just a couple days later, like our worlds are changing. Um, and so I, that, like when I think about that time, it's just like a whiplash of, of having to adjust. Agreed. Yeah, it's, I can remember when we shut down, it was a Friday, or no, it was a Monday afternoon at about 2 o'clock, and I was watching the press conference, and all of a sudden it's like, boom, by 9 o'clock tonight, all fitness facilities have to be shut down. And kind of have to go through that. You're you're thinking of a number of different things, but it's just hard to kind of comprehend. I think it still is kind of hard to comprehend everything that's happening just because it's so unprecedented. So, yeah, I, I saw a, uh, I, you know, of course, there's tons of uh, little videos that are making fun of this and whatever. I saw a video yesterday that was um, like day one versus day 50, and all the day ones are like, oh, this is going to be good. This is going to, you know, I'm okay with it. Like, uh, my fitness will be better or my diet's going to be good. And then all the day 50s were like, you know, you're eating Skyline every night for dinner. You haven't showered in a week. You know, and, and um, 
worn the same one outfit of, yeah, right. five days in a row. Exactly, yes. right. Yeah. And, like, one of the things was the guy on day one, he's, like, sitting there, um, and, he's, and, he, and he says something to the effect of, like, he's like, you know, this, this, they're saying that this could go on till May. There's no way this will go on till May. And then, like, it just flips to the guy, and he's like, oh, my God, I can't handle another day of this, <laughs> you know, in May. And it's just yeah. – yeah, I don't think anybody expected anything like this. And like you said, whiplash is a great – That's, that's gonna, a really I'm going to use that because that's a great way to describe it because it all happened so fast that, the you know, you were I, – I think on that Wednesday before it all shut down, I was meeting with a client, like face-to-face client, and we were like, can you believe all this is going on? And then literally two days later, it's like, I'm not going to see a client for two months probably, aside from on the web or over a, you know, a Zoom call or whatever. And, um, yeah, it doesn't, that, that's one thing that I've been telling people is like, this is something that, um, is different than any other, you know, thing that the world has gone through because this affects everybody in one way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. This affects everybody's lives. Like 2008, 2009, like, yeah, the economy sucked and the market went down and all that. But now it's like, yeah, that's happening. But then we're still forced to live a life that we're not used to, especially in America with like all the freedoms that we have and yeah. all of that. Now we're being told we can't do something. You know, it, you know, people ask me all the time, you know, what are you going to do when you, when, you know, what restaurant are you going to go to when things open up or what are you going to do when things open up? And it's like, I don't know. I just want the option to do it, to do what I want to yeah. do. Right. And we just don't have that. And it's, it's tough, especially as Americans where we have freedom to do really whatever we want for the most part. You know? Now, as like, to that point, I, I there's nothing good about people getting sick, and there's nothing good right. about you know people losing their jobs and being poor load. Like I think it's terrible. It's a real hardship. But do you guys think that there's anything good that can come out of this for the most part? Maybe for our society. Uh, I personally think there's been uh, well for society. Um, I don't know. Like time will tell. I'm I'm an optimist. Right. I, I believe. Uh, that we will evolve and and think good things will come of this. It, it may take ten years to realize what what good came out of this time for for society. Um, but if you just look back through history, we've we've gone through many periods of, of lows, whether it be economic downturns or epidemic downturns or you know world wars, things like that. Um, those are not good times to to be alive, and a lot of people lose their lives or lose their livelihood. Um, but over time, you, you can look back and say, this is what we learned as a society. Um, this is how we grew as a society. This is how we innovated during that time. And that's like, to, to take it from the global to the very local in my household, like I, I do feel like a lot of positives have come out of this. Um, I've certainly learned a lot about myself and a lot of, about how my family operates, how my marriage operates, and, and I feel like um, it's operating at a, a just slightly better. All of those are operating at a slightly, or at least um, n- as far as a knowledge efficiency of knowing what makes those things tick and how to push buttons. I feel like I'm operating at a little bit uh, higher efficiency at, at that. So some talk, good is coming. Talk, talk more about that. Talk about um, why things may be a little bit better yeah. or more efficient or why, what you're seeing at home that's, that's maybe better or different, maybe bad different or whatever yeah. um yeah speak to that a little bit more yeah um I, I would say like i lead a busy life and i would say most americans would would fall in that same category they you know 
they ask them in a typical day how they're doing. They're, they're like, ah, oh, it's great, but I'm busy. Yeah. You know, and this has forced us to take the busyness out of our life. Some of the um, things that aren't necessarily adding value to our life, um, it's forced us to take them out. Now, maybe we got some joy out of them, but it, it was just another thing that added uh, to our agenda. Right. Um, but, but I'll be honest, I don't, I'm not missing um, running my kids to um, practices. I'm not, uh, now my kids are greatly missing their sports, but uh, the busyness of, you know, just driving 30 minutes to their practice and waiting around and driving back or, you know, those little things or all the little errands that fill up your weekend. Um, and I'm going to give credit to uh, one of our members, Jess Grisak. For, we were on a Zoom kind of happy hour call with them. Um, and she said the um, just kind of the things you fill up your weekend with, like running to Target and running to this place. And right, just because you're kind of bored and, yeah, we need to get this. And so you go there and you end up spending, um, you know, an hour and a half and, and picking up five things that you didn't know that you wanted or needed. $150 later. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, like not having that option has been a blessing because then we're just, um, yeah, I'm stuck at home, but we're finding things to do. Eric and I have played a lot of cards together, um, and that's been enjoyable. Uh, we've played some virtual cards with other folks and connecting with the people that, um, that we enjoy um, that, that are adding value to our lives. And some of the other like connections that certainly not bad connections or bad people, but, you know, it's just filling – you know, you just, I think we end up filling our days with stuff mm -hmm. and we can't fill our days with stuff. So, okay, when everything's taken away from you, all your distractions, what do you have left? Mm -hmm. And I found like the things that I have left, um, you know, projects that I can do on my own, skills that I can learn, uh, books that I can read, conversations I can have with my family, games that I can play with my family, going outside and taking walks with my wife or my kids, like that stuff's more enriching mm -hmm. than heading to Target and seeing, you know, whatever the latest thing I need yeah. to see is there. That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I don't know if you, John, because I'm totally opposite of that. Yeah, I mean. So I, I'll, I'll go last if you, yeah. I, I definitely think there's been, uh, it's given me time to, like, you know, obviously we've done some renovations on the gym and little things like that just giving me time to kind of reflect on my current life and like where I'm at and how busy things are and maybe what's going to really add value to my life um, and make things better and you like try those things because I think we get so caught up in some of um, the the busyness like you mentioned and so to provide some examples there I started reading in the morning and I realized that reading in the morning puts my mind in such of a better um, state. I feel like my conversations are better. I have done something to improve myself that morning. So right now I'm, uh, I'm about to finish the book, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by uh, Shad Helmsetter. And it's a really good book about, you know, things that we talk about often between your attitudes, your thoughts, and your behaviors and how that um, ha build neural connections and so anyone out there, read it. It's a good book. But that has put my days at such a more productive standpoint. And I feel uh, much better instead of like scrolling through my email or Twitter or God knows what else while I drink my morning coffee and keep looking at the clock and saying, oh, I got to get up. Um, 
so that's one thing. And then secondly, you know, taking, you know, Megan and I have been working out in their parents' garage, and so I've, you know, taken more time to stabilize my joints and use the band in various ways to heal my hip and sit in a squat like we challenge the community to do. And things like that have honestly helped. And other, if it weren't for the busyness of life, going back to the original point, um, sometimes I rush in here and I'm right in a class and it's then it's out the door and I'm doing something else or I'm waking up in the morning and, you know, I got to run off to the hospital. So it's, there's not that as much time for me to, um, to take a step back and do those things. So um, between that and just kind of getting rid of some of the clutter in my life, that, that's been super helpful. Um, yeah, and, and just kind of gaining some perspective on where I'm going, you know, or where I'd like to go in the next couple of years, you know, just because you don't have, you got, I think a lot of us get so bogged down. I know you guys definitely probably feel this way, but like between your job and kids and sports and, you know, social activities and everything else, it's just like, there's not sometimes you take that breath for you. Um, so that's kind of how it's been for me. And I'm in that regard, I'm thankful for it. But, you know, it, it, there is, you know, between people losing their jobs and sickness, it's not, obviously not a great thing. But for myself, that's the good I've seen come out of it. So, <clears throat> yeah, so um, I, I shouldn't have said I'm completely opposite of, of you, Chris, but there are so just because of owning my own business and being in the f financial planning investment management world this has uh, added probably more stress than I've ever had in my job before in my career of you know 20 years now practically um, so that's been interesting for me to because I'm usually like a very go with the flow black and white you know I can let things run off my shoulders pretty easily stress anxiety so that's never, but this has caused more anxiety for me than um, anything before in my life, which has been um, a probably a good thing ultimately because it's teaching me how to deal with that while still dealing, still, while still trying to be a good husband, while still trying to be a good dad, who my wife, obviously, like all of our wives, fiancés, are going through the same thing we are. Right, like I'm just not the only one that's stressed. My kids are, are even though they're you know 12, 10, and seven, they're there's a stress that they're going through as well. They're not with their friends. Yeah, <clears throat> they're not finishing school. Um, you know, so they're not playing sports. So there's that as well. So it's uh, there was a very short time where I was selfish in it of like, well, you know, look what I have to deal with. I have to deal with work and like clients and whatever. And for, frankly, nothing bad was going on at work. Like everything was really good. Clients are great, all that. But I was letting that stress affect. And so it's taught me how to, because like you said, I'm a very, I fill my day. I'm like from, you know, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day or later because the kids or whatever is filled. Um, so it's, been a good learning experience in that regard too of okay my day is not as filled yeah I'm at the office all day every day still working like I was but now I don't have to rush to come to the 3:30 class where usually I would rush get to the 3:30 do my workout and then I'd have to rush out to go to a practice and like you said Chris it's it's kind of nice to not have to rush to go to a soccer practice or to um, I am missing baseball a little bit and I'm hoping that Bo's baseball starts sooner rather than later 
wishful thinking maybe but um i'm missing lacrosse too yeah yeah i am missing i am missing baseball but like i don't miss the driving to columbus on sunday afternoon for a soccer game you know or whatever it is um and so the uh being able to spend time as a family is we we in the past we always had like maybe one or two nights where we could have a family dinner and now we have family dinner pretty much every night which is great, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes those are stressful as well, where the kids are, you're just like, okay, let's get through this and whatever. But um, it's uh, it's definitely provided an opportunity to reflect on, um, you know, where do I see myself in 10 years? Yeah. Right? I don't know why, why that is, why that something like this does that, but I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one that's that's done, that's had time to think about that. Like, okay, well, Look at how I am now, how I was three versus what I was like two months, just two months ago. And what are the things I like about me two months ago? What are the things I like about me now? And how do I combine those to be that person six months from now, six years from now, you know, whatever. Um, so it's a, it's been a kind of an inch at times hard, but I think in the end, good learning experience on all those levels. Um, and of course, like you said, Sean, feeling for the people that are dealing with this on a um, whether it's a uh, you know job situation or a health situation or um, a family member dealing with something like that, and it's close to home and, and whatnot, because um, you you obviously feel for those people. Um, but but yeah, this has been this has been I think this will end up being a a good thing in the long run. I think that people will, like you said, you know, World War One, World War Two, whatever the last epidemic was or pandemic or whatever, you know, we always, America has always come out stronger and better and smarter, and I'm hoping that's the case this time too. Yeah, I think um, there's so many daily, you know, weekly, daily exercises that, or challenges that this presents. Like, it presents um, the fact that we cannot predict the future like yeah it's just a fact of life you can't control we don't have it and, and that's the the other thing is is control like so what what is the thing that i can control in my life and how i'm how am i going to exert uh, my control over that yeah. um like i've I, this is i'm thankful i'm still employed and and um you know teaching but it's such a far cry from what i love doing yeah. you know and I have lots of teachers in my life and they are working their tails off right now for what feels like at best 20% effectiveness of what we used to do when we get to, when we get to interact with kids on a daily basis. And, um, you know, it is what it is. And so we, I, I use that phrase to say, okay, I can't change any of that. So how can I make this the best experience for, um, the kids that are engaging the kids that, the kids that aren't engaging, how can I reach out to them? How can I make connections? How can I make it feel normal? How can they, how can I try and help them have interactions with one another um, in a healthy way? And, you know, you put a lot of effort into that and, you know, you get, you know, let's say 10 kids out of 30 show up to, to something that you're trying to put together and you're like, oh my gosh. And then you have to remind yourself, okay, 10 kids were there. Right. You know, so it's that, it's, it's daily challenges like that of, I can't predict the future. I don't know what the start of next school year is going to look like. Um, so whining about it now or worrying about it now, that that's out of my control. If I can control my worry, like, okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to prepare for today and do the best that I can. Another challenge is now that we don't have the busyness and the filled up 
calendar, what do you do when you're alone? What do you do when it's quiet? What, what do you, going back to you, Sean, uh, in your book, like, what do you say to yourself? What type of person are yeah. you? What type of person do you want to be? You don't, like, let's say you're not the person you want to be. You can act as if you are, and then you end up turning into that person. Right, yeah. Like, hey, I'm not the person that knows how to, um, you know, for me, I've done a, a handful of, like, low-level um, at-home projects. I'm not an electrician. All right, but today I'm going to act like one, <laughs> and I'm going to call my dad up who has some expertise in that. I'm going to watch some YouTube videos, and I'm going to be able to change out uh, a light fixture yeah. um, or, you know, little things like that. A little bit of acting as if, and then you turn into that person. But it's a lot of those uh, – I mean, it's this has asked so many questions of, of each one of us on a daily basis, which makes it very interesting. Um, we're going to go back to normal at some point. And so what type of person, are we going to be a changed for the better person? Are we going to be the exact same person? Right, right. And there's going to be others that are going to be worse off. Uh, and not just because, um, you know, this happened, but they didn't step up to the plate. Right. Um, I want to be that, and I want my kids and I want the people in my life to be the person that steps up to those questions and challenges. Yeah. Um, so that's how I'm trying to see this. Yeah. And, and, and make myself a better person. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great way to look at it, to be honest. It'll be, yeah, I, I wonder where we go, and I'll just throw this out as a question, whether you guys want to take it or not, but, like, I wonder where we go as a society, uh, just, you know, take our lives, and let's say normalcy, some sort of normalcy comes back August 1st or, or September 1st, school, you know, school goes back as normal. Sports start. Yes, up. please. Yeah, sports start. You know, sports start August first, right? For high school kids and junior, whatever. Um, do what do you get? Do you think we just fall back into what was like three months ago, where it's like I'm rushing kids to practice, I'm busyness of life, I'm rushing to the three thirty class or four, whatever class you can get to. I'm coaching the five thirty a.m. on third. You know this. You know whatever it is. I mean, do there's there's got to be some part of that, right? But like, I wonder how you flip the switch to say, okay, I need some of that slower pace that I had from, you know, March 1st to whatever date, you know. I, I think about that, and I think that's a great question. It's yes. almost an existential question. Like, what, what is life going to be like for me when all this stuff returns? Because I'm not going to take soccer away from my daughter who absolutely loves right. it. And that then requires me to... Uh, she's in this club that she loves, and it's, it requires some of those, like, weekend trips to wherever to right. play two games in Toledo. Okay, right. fun. Um, but I hope it gives me, and I think about this, I hope it gives me the courage to say no. Yeah. To say no to the things that are on the edges of adding value to my life. They're not bad things. Yeah. But. So what are those things? Can, like, I think they're different for, for everybody, every, from, every yeah. person. Like I, um, like one of them, and as I, I love this gym and I love coming to work out, but one of them was I told Erica, like, hey, on a night that I'm not scheduled to coach, um, maybe we just don't go down and, and work out that afternoon. Mm -hmm. That after school, we come home and we just have an evening with no plan mm -hmm. at home. And we can play cards. We can have a little bit of this. Uh, I call it slow time. Slow time, especially when I was owning the gym. And, like, slow time was, like, 
1% of my life. Yeah. And whenever we found slow time, it would be a Sunday afternoon when we had nothing on the calendar, that was wonderful. Because slow time is when just some magic happens, whether, you know, whether it be a, a special connection, a walk, um, you know, something small with, a, with a, one of your children. Like, you can't have that when um, you fill your life 100% with stuff. Yep. Um, and so, like, I, I just think about, okay, what, what are those things? And I, I don't have that answer because when school kicks back in, and I hope, <laughs> I hope to everything that we are back to normal for the start of next school year. Can't guarantee that, can't predict the future, right, right. but if we are, that means, um, you know, I'm not gonna get the extra hour of sleep that I'm getting right. now in the morning. Right. So I'll have to readjust that to get, you know, to protect my sleep. And I still wanna keep some of the valuable morning routines, but you know, now I'm not commuting. Um, right. You know, I don't have to get there early to make copies for this or that, you know, so I'm gonna lose some of my time. Yeah. But what am I, what do I, what am I gonna have the courage to say no to? Right. Uh, so I can keep some of this, um, and I don't. I don't know what those things are yet. Right, that's a good point. Yeah, it's there's a lot of things I think to take into account, especially as society starts to kick back up. Um, you know, I, I I'm gonna steal this from Nate Harris because he told me this the other day. But I think it's we're realizing, especially within you know, Josh, you can definitely speak to this a lot more, but. Within the business sector, it seems like we can still kind of keep up, but we don't all need to jam pack into downtown every day to do it. You know, these large commercial buildings, um, with all due respect to those folks, like we can do a lot from home and still be pretty productive. Um, or, you know, more, or more productive. Or more productive. Because you know, uh, you're not more in a me. more comfortable. <laughs> not, not teachers. Teachers need to go to school. Right. Well, effectiveness. I can <laughs> yeah. be super productive. I have like yeah. uh, built so many digital lessons and uh, spreadsheets and et cetera. But certain things require human connection. Yeah. Totally. We're sitting in one of them right now. Exactly. Then you, like myself, uh, Chris. Socially distanced. By like I, I have to go into work too. Like there's no way around that. Um, but... You know, I think it would be really interesting as a society, like I think of my old job as a portfolio manager at Fifth Third, like during this whole, this whole time, I could easily done that from home, mm -hmm. yeah. easily, and been pretty comfortable and fine and all that. So um, I think that will be kind of interesting for society and kind of see where that maybe shift come, I, goes. I, I think you're right on. I think that there's... Um, there are companies now that are making decisions on are they going to sign, are they going to re-sign that lease for yep. next year? Totally. You know, hey, we've got, um, they're not going to use any names, but a member in here who um, is uh, using, I use him as an example quite a bit for, for this because he's got, he runs an office here in Cincinnati. They have a nice office and um, he's like, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if our company came to us when we were supposed to re-up our uh, uh, rental next uh, next year and says, we're not paying, you know, $75,000 a year or whatever, the, you know, $50,000 a year. You guys just showed that you can work from home and be just as, if not more, productive. And I think if you extrapolate that out over the whole business world, not just the United States, but globally, 
um, I think that there are more and more companies are going to be like, yeah, why do we, we don't need this big office that holds a thousand people or a hundred people. We can get an office that holds 25 people and tell those other 75 people that they can work from home or we'll pay for a little $500 a month office for them or something like that. But we're not spent, we don't need to, that, that's an expense that we don't need anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, people, I think again, this is, uh, they, they dug their own grave on this one and that sounds bad. I don't mean it in a bad way, but it's, but I think business, the stuff at least that I'm seeing is that businesses are seeing that their people are productive from home and can do exactly what they're doing. You know, these call centers that I call into for business that if I've got a question operationally about something, all these guys are working from home. You know, they've got their headsets on, they're in their, you know, Chicago apartment or New York apartment, and they're working just as, for the most part, just as efficiently. You know, they may have to put me on hold for a little bit longer because they can't just reach next door and ask so-and-so. They have to call so-and-so or I am them or whatever. But, um, uh, they can work just as, for the most part, as efficiently from their apartment or their condo or their house or whatever it is as they can from the big office in downtown Chicago or downtown yeah. New York. You know, which which answers the question that you pose: What you know? What what is is society going to be better off in the long run? Like, I, I think we learn how to um, assimilate and innovate mm-hmm. during these, oh, yeah. t- and then you learn stuff from that, and then. You know, businesses want their employees to be productive and they want the machine to run as efficiently as possible so their bottom line is as good as it can be. Right. And hopefully, you know, if they're, um, you know, a solid business, they want the lives of their employees to be as rich as possible right. as well. And, yeah. um, you know, this is possibly adding to that, which it actually makes me think of, you know, you're saying that they're finding that employees are being as uh, just as productive as they were, you know, on site. It, it makes me think of habits like... Uh, I'm sure we've all had to come up with habits to be effective and productive during this now that we don't have an office to uh, drive us or I don't have right. a, a school day to, to run me through the, the rigors. Um, so what, what sort of habits, I, I'm just curious, what sort of habits do you guys um, have had or have implemented um, since this to keep your, your productivity high and your minds right? Good question. Sean, you want to start or you want to? Uh, like, I kind of like I mentioned before, reading definitely um, this helped a lot before bed and in the morning. Um, I, man, I, I had a bad habit of getting on my phone a lot. And, you know, Megan and I have made a really conscious effort of putting that away, um, especially as I get caught up with work. Um, you know, I sometimes can't stop, you know? And it also doesn't help that like my, the guys I work with are like really good friends of mine too. So (laughs) sometimes it becomes more into like a (laughs) powwow than anything. So um, yeah, I I think between those two things and um, just like you're saying, Chris, it's an understanding it's okay to say no to stuff. I think a lot of times we have we have a hard time doing that. We don't want to disappoint anyone or make them feel bad or anything like that. But the re- hardest reality is I think we all need time to ourselves and time to kind of reflect and find out maybe where we're going in the next 10 years. And I know I've thought about that a lot myself. So, um, you know, I, I don't know if that answers the question fully, but it's the first thing that jumps out as far as uh, habits. And, and also, I, 
here's here's a really good one. Megan's gonna love this, but I've actually, I I'm I've grown up and been fairly like more on like the messy side. Let's call it like I cl- say I do my laundry. Well, you know, I'll put it away at some point. You know, I just don't put a lot of attention to that. It's definitely forced me to be a lot more cleanly, and that's a good thing. It's a great thing. So, yeah, that's that's another habit I've had to kind of build, and that's a good thing. I needed to. So, yeah. Megan, Megan definitely appreciates that. I'm oh sure. man, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm making the bed now. I'm doing the dishes. Wow. I'm, <laughs> I'm, yeah. She's got you trained well for Get marriage, done. man. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's funny. Um, yeah, I, I would. Uh, Habitually, I would say not a ton has changed. I've tried to keep my day um, fairly the same just for sanity purposes and for going to work and being able to perform that job, you know, uh, as well as I can day to day uh, as business looks like it does for everybody. You're not going to school. You're doing more electric, you know, everybody's doing more electronic stuff, all of that, right? Um, So... I'm doing more Zoom calls and more conference calls, which being a ten, I tend to be more of a relational person. So you know, not being able to go shake hands, give hugs, you know, sit down, have a cup of coffee or a lunch or a dinner or you know whatever it is, is definitely getting old. But like you said, Chris, like you can't control it, so you you know you just change and deal with it. Um, but I would say, yeah, reading in the morning is definitely, um, you know, I'll do typically like a, some sort of a daily devotional or something like that um, uh, in the morning. Then I'm uh, I, around for the kids to wake up, and then I'm off to the office. Um, um, the nice thing is uh, being able to focus, to taking it to, to fitness, is I feel like I'm actually focusing more on my fitness uh, and working out more than I was just two months ago. Um, in the sense, I feel like I'm stronger than I was two, two months ago. I'm you definitely not. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing big baggy clothes. You, you can't tell. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, so, um, I'm able to go in and spend maybe a little bit more time doing mobility because again i'm not rushed to get so i I definitely am enjoying that to be in my garage and be able to work out from you know five to six thirty and then come in and help with dinner help with the kids do whatever and um so i've definitely so that that's a habit that i i know i'm gonna probably have to break to some extent when we get back to normal um, just because practices will start up again, work conflict, you know, whatever it is. Um, but uh, one thing that I that I did a while ago um, that I've started to do again is a gratitude journal, where every day you wake up in the morning and you just write down th- three things yeah. that you're grateful for, yeah. and it can be like, you know, seven words or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be. You don't have to write a whole page worth of stuff. And that, from a mindset standpoint, that helps me, and I, and I know most people that have done this, it helps get into just that positive mindset, um, because some days you're going to be, you're not going to have this really elaborate, thought out thing of, man, I'm grateful for my relationship with Chris and Sean, because this is what they add value in my life, and you know, whatever. Some days it's just like, I'm thankful that my dog is healthy. You know, whatever, yeah. the, whatever it is. I have a comfortable bed. Right. Like, yeah. Totally. You, you, so, so, and but the but it's still that puts you in that uh, I don't know what positive mindset or whatever it is to you know attack your day. 
um, you know, we've I've still got a couple of Bible studies that are meeting uh, live, um, and and that's been a great uh, and the, one of them in particular in the morning when there's a few guys that are uh, members here that uh, are in it as well. But that's always – that I, I would equate that to, like, doing a gratitude journal. Like, it just starts your day off with some positivity and good – relate in, in that sense, good relationship with a group of guys and, and, and whatever. Um, so that's been a good habit to continue or a good thing to continue as well. Um, but like I said, the, the, the thing that I'm most worried is probably not the right word to use, but um, that – I think about is okay. Well, what do I want my life to look like? You know, what are the habits or what are the things that I have now that I'm doing now that I want to continue? And that what's that going to force me to say no to? Right? Maybe it's going to force me to like Betsy and I to say, hey, we really like our. You, know, you guys have your Dunkin' Donuts mornings or whatever it is. You know, Betsy and I now have time to hang out in the evenings some more than we did before. So, what are the things we're like? You know what? Uh, we're not taking the girls to practice on Wednesday night because that's our night and we were not giving that up We're gonna tell the coach. This is like this is our time You know, maybe the, I don't know that's just I'm just throwing that out there, but something like that, right? You might have to say no to something. That's like You wouldn't normally say no to right um, I think we do a lot of things um, You know to go back into that kind of topic we do a, a lot of things out of just general societal pressure Oh, I, I should do this uh, because other parents are doing this, or I should do this because, uh, you know, that, that the group that I kind of hang out with is doing it, so we should say yes right. to that too. And, um, you know, that just a, a handful of those adds adds more stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but thank you guys for sharing on your habits and routine, because I, I just think about routines so yeah. much, and we haven't changed too much of our what I would call our morning routines. Uh, we just are able to, now that we're not necessarily having to get up and shower and put on all the super nice clothes that, you know, going right. in, and I don't have to drive. I have a short commute, but I don't have to drive the 10 minutes. Like that adds up to, you know, probably 45 minutes to 60 minutes of time that yeah. we can save. But keeping the, I think just keeping a routine, finding your routine, um, especially in your Monday through Friday mm-hmm. routine is, you know, are the things that I'm doing adding to my life or are they detracting from where I want to go to? And just analyzing those, um, those habits and making sure that what I'm doing is actually adding to my life and making me a better teacher, a better husband, a better, a better father, a better person to myself. And if not, then I need to adjust it. Yeah. Where's, where's the spot for, no routine though right like so your routine of like i do this and then i go to work and then i do you know right that's that's your routine and that keeps you sane that keeps you efficient that keeps you productive that keeps you you know overall your mind right to be good for your kids and your wife and you know friends and whatever but where's the that's another thing that i've thought about is where's the part of life where it's just i've got no plan and i'm just gonna let whatever happens today or for this for the first half of today just happen Right, I, I I think about the flip That's side tough, of that coin right? yeah. as well, um, because I, I think like with anything, building strong routines is really important. But once something becomes a strength, it also becomes a weakness for for you. And whether it's a personality trait on somebody or whatever, anytime you look at a strength, there's a there's a flip side of that the coin of the other edge of the sword. Um, 
Because if you're too routine driven, I found myself to get too habit driven. Okay, what happens when you're thrown out of like you're per, like you've had to be thrown out of your habit? Can you adjust yes. or can you say I'm going to look at a Saturday and Sunday and say I have nothing on the agenda and what whatever whim that I shall have yeah. shall happen. Right. Um, and I sometimes I succeed with that, but sometimes I really struggle with it. Like sometimes I throw a, an open Sunday in there where. You're not going to work. You're not going to work out today. Um, you don't have any chores to do. You're not going to do any running, whatever comes of it. And then sometimes I find myself getting a little antsy or anxious right. at like 3 p.m. And it's like, come on, man, you can do yeah, this. Right. You can, you make can it. relax. You can make it. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. So yeah, I, I think that is important to work on as well. Yeah. Um, if you can just be, be yeah. no, being okay with like not having something to do. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and that's that was another, you know, one of the questions that we're we're faced with right now. Yeah. What, what happens when when everything slows down and you're all by yourself? Right. Or you're just with your kids. Right. And there's, you know, they they will they will want to pick up, pick up their devices. But you say, nope, we're not doing any of that. Right. What are we going to do? Right. And yeah. that causes a, that causes some stress. Right. Like it sounds like a joy for everybody. But when you actually face emptiness in, in front of you and you can't distract yourself with social media or video games or a television show uh-oh mm -hmm. now you're just alone with right. these other people right I have yeah. to talk or, I have to or myself right yeah exactly speaking of habits maybe a little bit too chris um you know i know a lot of people have their you know touching on the subject of fitness i know a lot of people have they've had to adapt um how have you adapted with your own fitness and maybe how has that you think helped or hindered or like things you've taken away, um, maybe that you were doing wrong, maybe you were in a bad habit with your fitness before and you're realizing after taking it away, like, I don't really need to do that. And could you touch on any of that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think it's um, it's been a interesting journey of the last six plus weeks. Um, ha not having the community uh, to work with has it, there is a gap in my life uh, but I think um, because movement and uh, which I think we talked about last time but movement and working out it is play and mentally engaging for me like I knew that wasn't going to leave my life uh, for some people it's a struggle like that's not as enjoyable to them and so coming in they need the community to to work out and to, to have that activeness in their life. I knew that wasn't going to be me. It's just not how I, um, not how I run, but I, I did just make some adjustments, not purposefully, but I just started, you know, more strict movements. Uh, you know, I, I don't do any kipping pull-ups or, um, you know, super high rep uh, type of things that are kind of, would make me chronically sore, a little bit of, um, you know, kind of pushing that edge towards injury, just really focusing on, um, you know, strength work and some like dead hang pull-ups and lots of gymnastics, but like good movements of just really good push-ups. And if I go upside down, just one or two handstand push-ups just to see that I can still do that sort of thing. What we really haven't done at home would be like intense metcons. Um, you know, there, there's no Fran 
that's written up in the Burkholm gym. There's no uh, grace. There's no, um, you know, hero wads. Um, there is, we'll try and get our heart rate up um, at times through uh, low impact, like sprinting on the rower, you know, 30 seconds on, 90 seconds off, you know, sort of deal for 20 minutes we did earlier this week. Um, but just trying to load the body up with some weight, um, you know, four to five times a week and, um, you know, and then getting the heart rate up. And that, other than that, being outside, doing some chores, being active, um, and kind of getting that holistic kind of activity, um, you know, that sort totally. of thing. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Hey. And the last thing that we have uh, been doing a lot of is just some like low intensity running. We've been meeting with some folks um, from the gym and, and doing some running out outside and um, that's been nice and I, but I've, I've purposely just tried to most of the runs just keep it at a, a way below threshold um, run um, usually just sticking with a, a person or two throughout just to, so I can have some conversation and just kind of uh, be in the flow of, of, of running and enjoying the outdoors and enjoying the people I'm with yeah. and not worrying about is this, is this making me a faster runner? Is this making me, uh, you know, just being out and enjoying that? So that's where we've been, and, and I feel really great. Like, it, it, I feel like my, my soreness, my joints, like it's all in a really good space. It's awesome. What about you, Josh? <laughs> uh, so we've been totally the opposite. We have been um, super intense. Um, in fact, the first probably two and a half weeks of this um, I made like a commitment f f to myself for no good reason at all to do a hero wad every day and so for the first two and a half weeks I didn't take a day off and did a hero wad every single day and <laughs> um, and it was all things that I've never done before so I'd added some fun to it and there were some where like eh, that wasn't too bad and then there were some where it was like yeah that was definitely a hero wad you know, an hour later of work or an hour and seven minutes later of work. Um, so uh, I try to program at my house um, similarly to how we program in here. Um, and even going back to, you know, a few years ago when, or a couple years ago, whatever it was, when we were doing the Wendler Strength Cycles, I've at, we started that uh, about four weeks ago. And so, you know, going heavy on back squats, heavy on deadlifts, um, uh, you know, kind of interchanging press and, and bench uh, on the push days. And, uh, but then there's always a warm up in the very beginning, like we've been doing here. And then there might be that strength piece. And then maybe there's a, you know, something like every 20 seconds for five or six minutes, we're doing, uh, you know, squat cleans at a, moderately heavy weight and then we'll do another 15 minute 10 15 minute metcon after that um, or uh, most days it ends up being like a warm-up you know some sort of strength movement and then we'll do like a closer to like a 25 minute like like yesterday we had a 30 minute amrap uh, you know and it was like lay on the ground you know when you're done type of a workout and so we've been super which 
frankly, I've loved my body's, you know, I've got, you know, a little soreness in my elbow kind of a thing, but like my body's held up pretty well. I'm guys, guys, he walked in with a cane. Yeah. <laughs> Don't believe him. Limping. Um, so my, my body's held up pretty well and, you know, I'm not like pushing it how Barry was when he was, you know, training and all of that. It's not, I'm not that intense. Um, I'm not doing two-hour workouts, but you know, like I said before, it's nice to go in and be able to say, you know, I don't have a stop time, um, and so I can warm up for a little bit longer and do some mobility stuff that I never have time to do, and then go and get uh, do a heavy back squat or a heavy front squat, and um, then do a um, you know do a, a, a hero wad or or some intensity or whatever it is, and um, so uh, I can can that go on for three more months probably not right my body won't let me do that um but for now it's been fun to uh, be uh look i, I kind of look forward to the intensity um um so it's it's been a it's, it's been a little bit it's been a fun change that you know from the different in here where there's some days where here's almost like an active rest day right which we absolutely need um, where, you know, when I'm working out, I'm not doing an active rest day most, most times. It's, it's um, you know, some sort of intensity. And Tuesdays are, are like Tuesdays are in here. It's going to be 30 to 45 minutes of just go and whatever. And Fridays are typically that as well. Like yesterday was a 30-minute AMRAP, like I said. And then Saturdays, I've got a couple of guys that come over, and, you know, I usually program something that's, again, 40 minutes to an hour of, uh, and sometimes when I program it and just don't take it from a you know some website or whatever, it turns out to be you, you know you get halfway into that and you're I'm like all right we're not doing this anymore because we'll be here for another 35 minute you know whatever it is. Um, so I guess I'm learning how to program a little bit as well, which is fun. Um, but yeah, the intensity is I think for me has been good. I enjoy it. I enjoy like beating at the end of a day. I you know feeling like I beat myself up a little bit. Um, and probably don't, you know, thinking about the strain and stress we put on our bodies when we do that, I probably don't need that, but there's something about it that I feel like I, when I'm done with it and I'm laying on the ground and for the next, you know, 15 minutes thinking like, okay, I feel good that I was able to, you know, push for 40 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever it is. Um, but like I said, I don't think my body will be able to do it for three more months, but I probably won't have to do it for three more months. You yeah, know, we'll be back in here, and I'll be looking forward to that too. Yeah, hopefully soon. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm a little bit somewhere in the middle. Um, I uh, I've been taking this time to kind of get. I've told myself I'd get comfortable with the 70 pound dumbbell. So, you know, when I work out, I'll use it. But I can't think of one time I've gone deep into the pain cave you know so I've never been like you know rushing to finish something or um, have been um, just I don't know you know in, in an AMRAP trying to get a certain amount of rounds or reps or anything like that so um, yeah I mean and listening to my body I don't work out every day you know or four or five days a week I just kind of you know three or four days a week is enough and that's all I do and um, yeah, you know, stretching a lot more. So I guess kind of somewhere in the middle mm -hmm. uh, between you, both of you guys. But I'm with you too, Chris. I, I haven't done anything kipping. I've been doing a lot more, you know, working on having as perfect push-ups as I can, you know, and 
trying to do an L hold or something like, you know, so playing around with some different things, but not going completely intense. So, yeah, um, yeah. I think that uh, exception to the norm. Yeah. <laughs> Before we say goodbye. Yeah, totally. Let's go quick lightning round. Like it. Uh, what is something mindless and entertaining that you have been uh, doing that has, you know, considering you like to beat yourself up and we all like right. to push hard, we like our routines, but we all got to take our foot off the gas pedal sometimes. So what oh, dumb yeah. stuff are you watching or reading or doing uh, that is kind of the yin to the yang? Uh, first thing that comes to mind for me is Tiger King. Rolled through that in about two days. Uh, he finished. Uh, I finished Ozark. Um, yeah, rolling through some different Netflix um, uh, seasons and that sort of thing. So, Josh. Yeah, um, we we just the busyness of life as it was three months ago. We didn't. You know, we never. It, it, sports was all we watched, right? And of course, now there's no sports, um, and now there's a lot less of taking kids to sports, like we talked about. So. We've had a chance to watch some shows that people are like, hey, have you ever seen this? And we're like, no, like we never even you know heard of it or whatever. Um, so the uh, this was a recommendation from you, Chris, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. We yeah, watched, good stuff. Uh, we powered through that. That, in fact, we got to the last episode. And we didn't know it was the last episode, so we were just thinking like, oh, we've got more seat, more of the season left. And we got done thinking that the ne- we were gonna binge it. You know, as we had two more. Ep- we were like, all right, we got two more episodes in us. Let's go. And it was the last one, and we were like. <gasps> My mind was definitely not right for knowing that for that to be the last episode, but uh, so that's been good, yeah. And just, um, um, yeah, that was that's the mindless. Like, don't even think about it. Look forward to it. Nine o'clock when the kids go to bed and or ish, and um, just turn it on and you know be able to laugh and whatever. Yeah. How about you, Chris? Uh, actually, s- similar things. We we watched uh, Marvelous Mrs. Uh, Maisel, and that was that was great. And uh, we we're watching Ozark, uh, but that one I need to like balance with something dumb. That 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 yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that, those those aren't mindless. We're also watching The Crown, and Eric aren't uh, are, we're not binge folks, so we usually just like can watch one episode, or you know, and and that's about it. And especially with Ozark, we have to like clean our palate a little bit so um, I, I'd say the recommendation that, that we've been or that, that we've been enjoying is just stand-up comedy on Netflix like yeah um, the New Jerry Seinfeld I was he's, watching that yesterday he's like 65 years old and still 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 funny hitting home runs out of the yeah. park um, the John Mulaney special uh, it's it's a year old or so but uh, his latest one was fabulous and so just letting people uh, you know make us laugh on the right. little nuances of life is uh it, it's always a good reset to things so totally totally any how about one last any any because we do all have more time uh, for those who like to read any books that you've read during this or finished maybe you started it before and uh, had a chance to finish it seven spiritual laws of success deepak chopra phenomenal i want to read it again Strong. Phenomenal, yeah, and it's like, you know, folks, it's like sixty or eighty pages. It's a smaller book. Like, I wouldn't advise pumping it out in two weeks. Like, that's not the type of book it is. Like, take your time with it, read through it. But phenomenal, I loved it. Yeah. Um, Atomic Habits is a good one. 
um, uh, James Clear, I think. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Cincinnati dude. Um, so that's a good. That's that's worth a read for sure. I didn't know he was from. Cincinnati. I didn't yeah, either. Cincinnati guy. Um, I, uh, actually, when all this started, um, I was having a conversation with Rob Lewis about um, something that's called the Black Swan, um, and, and the Black Swan is, uh, like, these events in history, like, that have, mm. like, you can't predict them, and they have um, extreme impact on society, um, and it's a, it's a super dense book. It, it came out. I don't know, in 2006 or so, before the 08 crisis, okay. and kind of, it's not predicting that, but just says that we're, we're set up with our global economy and uh, the way we protect um, any businesses from failing, and you know, that creates when one does, it, it has this huge impact, and then, so it's really just about that sort of thing, and mm -hmm. so very dense, like it was, hard to read. Um, I had to take notes and look up words, and but it was a really good experience. Um, it's called The Black Swan, um, which That's leads good. into a, a second book called Anti-Fragile, um, which is a really good concept of when things like those things happen, like happening now, like are you robust enough to handle it and become a real, you know, become, handle it and, you know, handle chaos. Yeah. And are you the same person, or does it make you a better person? That's the theory behind anti-fragile. Uh, but those are, like, like I said, uh, not quick reads, and it's, it's taken a lot of my um, mental capacity, stretching my very weak brain uh, a little bit. And so I've had a palate cleanse with some, um, you know, some fiction that that is really good to yeah. to balance that out with too. Yeah, that's why I. I I've heard uh, numerous people say that they, you know, that maybe they're big into podcasts or they're big into reading nonfiction, you know, those types of books like Black Swan or whatever it is that have said, I have, I need, I'll, I have to listen to like a fictional book on tape like that, you know, on the way to work or what I don't listen to podcasts anymore I, or I, the podcast I listen to is like the author of Harry Potter reading Harry Potter just to zone out something fictional something entertaining that's not like doesn't take all my brain capacity to understand what they're talking about or have to press pause or rewind 30 seconds to like be like, like what they just say again you know whatever um so i think that's a good point is that you need to balance that seriousness of a book which those are great books um or podcast or whatever they are um with something that's just lighthearted and you know maybe fictional or whatever it is i, I think it's i, I I mean, we just talked about it with the shows we're watching. Yeah. Like, some of them are entertainment for us, and others are that take a little bit more of our emotions and brains and things like that. And I think all of us that really like getting after it in here feel like we need to read nonfiction books all the time because that's how we self-improve. And right. all we're really reading is nonfiction and not, and we're just focused on going to the next book without letting it breathe and letting it, uh, you know, have impact on us. Yeah. Um, I think we're just kind of just chasing our tail on those things, and so that's why fiction can be a wonderful thing because it's, you know, it, it, it's like watching a TV show. Right. It's just totally. kind of let let your brain relax for a little right. bit and enjoy. Whether it's, you know, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Like it's these world building things that you just kind of go into that other world for a half hour, right. and, um, and then you know, then you can go back to your nonfiction. Yep. Yeah. Because, I mean, even with nonfiction, I think it happens to everyone. You read through a paragraph, and you're like, crap, i got to do that again. 
because I didn't pick up anything. Right, I mean, no you only get like seven percent of the book. I mean, at least that's how I feel that way at yeah. the end of the day, you know. Yeah. So you can pump through them all you want, but how applicable applicable is it? Right. So, um, yeah. I mean, uh, I guess my question for you guys, we'll give a quick speed round too, is um, a Have you been getting more sleep? And then B, if so, like, are you going to try to make that more of a priority? Um, I would say yes. Probably overall, I'm getting more sleep because I'm not I'm not getting up as early. Um, you know, there's no reason. I mean, I'm not. I shouldn't say that. Um, but for me, they're getting up at 5:30 every morning. Is I don't need to do that. I can still I can sleep until 6:30 or 7 even some mornings. And still be as effective, and I'm still up before my kids and my wife most days, and um, so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm probably going to bed a little bit later though too. Some nights, you know, when we're watching Marvelous Mrs. Maisel until 10:30 or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I would I would say sleep is still was a priority, still is a priority, and will always be a priority. Totally. Sure. Same here. Uh, probably the exact same answer. Sleeping later, but probably staying up a little bit later. Um, pretty much when I set my alarm on my phone, it tells me eight hours and X minutes. So that's really great. I love seeing that, that I'm, I'm guaranteed to be in bed for over eight hours. Um, and I've been sleeping pretty well. Um, and like, I, I can't say it any better. Sleep was important. It still is important and it will be important. Right. Now it does get a little harder when practices go late and yep. the alarm goes off at 4:45 instead of 6:30 now. Right. Um, but it will still be a priority. I think it's the most important thing that we can do for our health yep. uh, is take care of our sleep. Yeah, I'm just sleeping a little bit more, feel a lot better, thinking a lot better. Um, definitely should be placing more of a priority in the future. So that's why I ask. But um, yeah, all right, I think it wraps it about up. Yeah, so good. thank you, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Thank, thank you, Josh. Sean, thank thank you. you, Josh. Yeah. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Take care. Bye-bye.